Hey guys, I have a podcast that I think you'll really enjoy. Proof, the investigative true crime podcast co-hosted by Susan Simpson of Undisclosed and Jacinda Davis of Evil Lives Here is releasing its highly anticipated second season where they investigate the murder of 18-year-old Renee Ramos. The first season, which if you haven't listened to yet, you totally should, saw the release of two Georgia men serving life sentences for murdering their friend, Brian Bowling. And thanks to evidence unearthed by proof, on December 8th, 2022, both Daryl Lee Clark and Kane Joshua Story were finally freed after 25 years behind bars. With that same investigative drive, Susan and Jacinda are on the case again, and this time, they are on the streets of Manteca, California, to find out who really killed Renee Ramos. In proof, murder at the warehouse, you hear how, on June 5th, 2000, Renee's body was found buried beneath a pile of debris inside a new Home Depot building. And how, despite tips hinting at alternate suspects, her boyfriend, 18-year-old Jake Silva, and 33-year-old Ty Lopez were arrested and convicted of her murder. Fans of true crime and investigative series won't want to miss this riveting new season. Follow the case as Susan and Jacinda uncover long-overlooked evidence about what really happened to Renee by listening to Proof, Murder at the Warehouse, wherever you get your podcasts. There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a weird homicide. A scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird... Morning. Cop of murder. Crimes from a long-ago era, while interesting, often feel unfinished by the passing of time and the deaths of those involved in the case. On April 9, 1863, a woman was born who, when she took her last breath, she also took with her a deeper knowledge of her crimes and the motives for her murders. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Martha Needle was born Martha Charles on April 9, 1863 in Morgan, South Australia. Her mother remarried in 1870 after her father passed away tragically when Martha was young. And with her new husband, Daniel, the pair welcomed two more children into their family. Unfortunately, the growing family had very little in the way of money and lived in a very small two-bedroom home in North Adelaide, scraping pennies together to make ends meet. According to her later testimony, Martha's mother spent most of her childhood beating her daughter with a stick or rope. And when she was just 13 years old, Martha's own stepfather sexually assaulted her. Because of this, Martha left home shortly thereafter and, barely a teenager, began working as a housekeeper before meeting and marrying her husband, Henry Needle, in 1882, when she was just 18 years old. By all accounts, the marriage between Martha and Henry was a happy one, and together the pair welcomed three children, Elsie, May, and Mabel, before moving to the Richmond suburb of Melbourne in 1885. Something about this move started to deteriorate their once happy marriage, and Martha, a beautiful woman who enjoyed the company of men, was often beaten by her jealous husband. Just when things were starting to go sour in the needle home, a tragedy struck that would alter the course of Martha's life forever. On February 23, 1885, three-year-old Mabel Needle, after a short battle with an unknown illness, faded away before her mother's eyes. 
a mother who, after placing her daughter in the ground, was able to cash out a 100-pound insurance policy, about 51573 Australian, in today's money. Then, before the ink was dry on Mabel's death certificate, Henry Needle himself was overcome by the same illness and, like his daughter, was attended to by the local doctor. A doctor who later remarked how odd it was that Henry obstinately refused to take any food or medicine from his own wife. Never giving an explanation for his actions, Henry eventually succumbed to his illness and his cause of death was listed as a, quote, subacute hepatitis, enteric fever, and exhaustion due to obstinacy in not taking nourishment. Basically, he died from an inflamed liver, intestine, and exhaustion due to lack of food and water. When all was said and done, Martha Needle walked away with 200 pounds in life insurance. A year later, six-year-old Elsie and four-year-old May Needle found themselves plagued by a similar illness. And after their deaths, Martha spent almost all of the insurance policy on an elaborate family grave that she visited often. Everyone felt horrible for Martha and the tragedies that she had been privy to over such a short period of time. Alone and needing to make some income of her own, Martha started to take in boarders, which is how she met saddlers from Adelaide, Lewis Junkin, and his brother Otto in 1891. About two years after moving into her home, Otto and Martha began an affair that his brother Lewis and their brother Herman both disapproved of. Lewis, who tried to prevent his brother's potential engagement, grew ill the following year and died of what doctors suspected was typhoid. Unsure about their diagnosis, Herman decided to travel from Melbourne to Adelaide in 1894 to handle his late brother's affairs, and while there, was served a delicious meal prepared by Martha Needle, a meal that promptly made him ill. Two days later, Herman was able to recover from his mysterious illness, but while eating a lunch prepared for him by Martha, was once again seized by painful cramps. Rushing off to the doctors, Herman was not only able to make another recovery, but the doctor, who at this point mentioned the potential of poisoning, was able to take a sample of Herman's vomit and send it off to the government labs for analysis. When the results came back, it showed high levels of arsenic, which was found in most rat poisons at the time. Sure his brother's new fiancé was to blame, Herman went straight to the police, who asked him to help them trap the beautiful Black Widow. Herman was instructed to go sit at Martha's dinner table one last time, and upon being served a cup of tea, Herman raised the alarm and the police rushed into the needle home. Martha, sensing the jig was up, tried to empty the contents of the teacup onto the floor, but an officer managed to dive under it before it shattered. When tested, the cup had 10 grains of arsenic inside of it, enough to kill five people. Martha Needle, given the information Herman was able to give to police, was charged with his attempted murder. But, feeling as though there must be more to her story, police exhumed and tested the bodies of Henry, Mabel, Elsie, and May Needle, as well as the remains of Lewis Junkin. All five contained a lethal level of arsenic, and Martha's charges were then changed to include the murder of Lewis Junkin. Otto Junkin, despite evidence that she killed one of his brothers and attempted to kill the other, stood by Martha's side during the entirety of her three-day trial. He claimed that she, quote, didn't know what she was doing. 
Martha Needle, after about 40 minutes of deliberation, was found guilty and sentenced to death for her crimes. She was executed on October 22, 1894, and when asked what her last words were, the 30-year-old remarked, I have nothing to say, before taking her last breath. Despite the insurance money which she spent on her family's burial, a motive for Martha's murder has never been determined. Some believe that she was showing signs of a dissociative disorder and Munchausen's by proxy. Yet both of these diagnoses are made based on long-ago police records and news articles. Some even believe that Martha may have been responsible for at least 10 more murders for which she was never charged. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to what terrible thing happened on April 10th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.